0: This is the 911
1: Calls Podcast with the operator and his exact twin, minus being born and raised in Kentucky and his heroic military service and being born to a completely other mother, Kent Chungus. 911, do you need police, fire, or medical? Yes. Yeah, I will call you back. I will call you back in five minutes.
2: I'll call you back in five minutes. Uh, what is going on there? Oh, hi, Kent. Oh, hey, uh, I like that. Where I get to pretend like I haven't been talking to you for an hour and a half, and yeah. then you do the, oh, hey, hi, Kent. It's fun, huh? Yeah. It feels so, like... So, hey, I uh, <laughs> didn't see you there. It feels like... um. It feels like, it feels like, you know, in a movie where they're like, cut, let's do that again. And then they have to like recreate all of the same laughter or whatever they were going through at that very moment. Yeah. And when you're on set, that has to look so canned and so insincere. But then in the movie cut. It always just the lighting, and then there's the music playing, and the sequence. There's no, there's no break between scenes. You know, it just feels very cohesive, and that's what we're doing here. We're bringing cohesion of you know emotional and spiritual, less spiritual, maybe more, maybe temporal. Anyway, moving on. Hey Kent. Oh, oh, hey y'all. Hey, hey, I am wondering how you're doing. Well, I've fucking been better. Yay, me too. But it's all very exciting. It Everything is. Everything is very... We are in exciting times. Things are... Exciting times. Onward and upward, and so much is going up into crevices that we didn't even know we had. Um, I have a question for you, though. Okay. Um, what would you think is the biggest lie... Like, yeah, yeah, just ever uh, pick one. The biggest lie ever, the biggest lie, or the, the lie that sticks in your craw the most could be just whatever, it could be from that, your mom or your dad. That or a either president. political party cares about you. Oh, ooh, I like that one. I like that, be one. it Republican or Democrat, mm-hmm. and that politicians have your best interest in mind. Yeah, be them Republican or Democrat. That they care. That's the biggest law. You know, what's really interesting about that is when you look at another country and you watch their political people do their, however they do politics, it's always entertaining. You know, it's like funny. It's like ha ha funny. Like when you watch Parliament from, you know, in, in Britain. Yeah. It's so easy to just be like, Well, wow, those people are funny. That's funny. That's it's still funny. over there. Looks like you could get the guillotine. <laughs> It's yeah. scary. Like it would be way scarier to be on court in Britain. Yeah, than, on court. Oh, yeah. Or or um, like South Africa when you're when you're yeah, where it's when you're yeah, on trial, literally a guy standing there holding a bloody machete. <laughs> <laughs> and if you make it to court, you're sitting there on trial, and you're like you're on the stand, and the lawyer is talking to you, but you say, regardless of the gender of the lawyer, you always say yes, mum. Yes, mom, because... And it's weird because your mom isn't even there. Yeah, it's weird, but we all they all have to talk like their moms are there. Yeah, you are actually, every response you give in court there is to the judge, not to the lawyer or to the jury or the gallery or whatever. It's to the judge. And so they, they, they're very straightforward with the way they do that. And it, and it hits you weird when you hear it. It's weird. So, yeah, everything's funny except for in your own country, and it's soul-sucking when when your own silly circus people are doing their silly circus things. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a, that is a And good then court one. in North Africa. That's even more entertaining. Where there aren't it's courts. Like, it's happening in the woods yeah. next to a dug hole, and the uh, defendant is on his knees with his hands behind his back at the hole. Like I said, so funny. (laughs) It gets silly. Uh, It's true, though. Like, you know, just the the contrast. There was a report. There was an article I read yesterday that was talking about 200 people that were killed in another country. And I read it like, oh, wow. What? That's crazy. And then I, like, went to the next article. Like, I think 200 people, 200 people. Yeah, let me... 200 lives, they had ambitions, they had... Yeah. And you went, wow, that is crazy. Yeah. And then you... Okay, I'm going to tell you what the... Because it's in the top news. Okay, here we go, yeah. Uh, Ethiopia ethnic attack leaves over 200 killed, witnesses say. So it happened in Ethiopia. I read that and like something in my, you know, crab brain went, there's nothing I can do about that. And I moved on. It was so, but I felt that when I moved on, I was like, I don't know how I, why do I feel so, you know, it's like watching the (sighs) British parliament. You're like, that's weird. And you just move on. 200 people, dad. That's weird. That's weird. (laughs) Anyway. Why why were they killed? Uh, Witnesses blamed a rebel group for the attack on ethnic Amhara people. The rebel group group blamed the military. Oh, so it's like a whole tribe. Yeah. So everybody's pointing fingers, too. It's like they, the Amhara people were the ones that were killed. 200 plus, say, witnesses. And the rebel group. And I'll say it. Yeah. That's too many. That's. Because t- <laughs> you weren't going to say it. Because. But uh, I will. Okay. But then again, could you imagine saying that if it were 200 people in like Phoenix? There's no way you would say that's too many because it's funny, but it's way too soon. But this literally happened yesterday. Say it. So do the same news story, but say it in Phoenix. Okay. More than 200 killed in attack in Phoenix. Witnesses say. Yeah, that's and I'll say it. That's too many. <laughs> oh Even if they're fucking why. <laughs> Ah, uh, I think we've made our point. <clears throat> <laughs> Things are silly outside the borders of your own country <laughs> and not so silly inside. All right. Well, I've got a couple big lies to share with you. Okay. Did you? Birds are real. <laughs> No, they're not. Bullet one on my list disputes that. Here we, We're we going to do moon landing and birds. That's what we're doing. Okay. Because okay? nobody's ever done that. No, actually, bullet number one here that I wrote says, Did you know that P.T. Barnum of the circus fame still owned a slave even after it was outlawed in his home state? No. Yeah. He enslaved a woman named Joyce Heth. Uh, she was an elderly woman, and he leased her out to people for $1,000. Uh, he also had her in his show billed as the 161-year-old former nurse of George Washington. I don't know if I need to say it, but she was black. So that's a uh, uncomfortable truth. About- well, it also seems like a lot of money for a 161-year-old. Yeah, like that was, I had that same question. I'm like, what was her skill? Did she have like super strength? At 161 years, first off, obviously a lie. You would think. I think the oldest recorded person ever lived in history was like, what, 123, I want to say? Well, if you go back in the Bible, you got like Methuselah who lived like 900 and something, but, you know, who's counting? But, but in, real, in real scientific <laughs> fact... <laughs> Yes. No offense. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. The real truthful, factual people. Like 123, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Maybe 126. Maybe. I'd, I'd, I'd have to Google it. They, and they always end up being in like Asia or India. These yeah, Asians live forever. Yeah. I want to find out their of secret. fish and water diet. Mm. And all that rice. I love rice, but when I eat rice, it seems to have a different effect than when they eat rice. What effect does it have on you, op? <clears throat> All of the bad things that come with eating a massive amount of rice is what happens to me. You know? Like what? Like weight gain. Oh, I didn't know if it like messed your stomach up or something. No, I'm a great white shark. I could literally eat anything, but Well, if you look at Asians in Asia, how they eat rice and how you're eating Americanized like it's it's five pounds of rice with two little pieces of like <laughs> and a spoon that mimics a shovel yes i agree. yeah you yeah you're eating american portions uh-huh they eat like eight times a day small portions rice and, and wet healthy fish and healthy healthy cooked rice um and they I think use that's two why. sticks to do it and they use two sticks yeah. it takes forever yes good points yeah. uh, all good points you're right there is something about that have you ever been to a restaurant where the portions are really small but they serve it to you in phases so by the end you've eaten we don't have restaurants like oh. that in kentucky <laughs> no we got a mcdonald's and a denny's all right picture if you Five will waffle or- houses <laughs> Okay, picture, if you will, a Waffle House that gave you two sausage links first, and then the second course was half a pancake, and then the third I'll course— I'd be just furious. Yeah, but by the end, you'd be like, oddly, I'm furious and full. So I think that's part of why they seem to live longer. I can't even do sushi uh, respectfully. Like, as an American, I go into a, a, high, a, a high-class sushi joint, and I order 12 sushi rolls. Like— <laughs> You're supposed to have one. You know, like, yeah, I love sushi. It's healthy. And then I eat 5,000 calories of sushi. Also, you got to watch that soy sauce because soy sauce is like no, the soy sauce of is sodium. nothing compared to the. Half a pound of spicy mayo that I put on it. <laughs> okay. Also, I need to clarify something because the only time I've seen you eat sushi is when you're like, just got sushi from the gas station. So when you yeah, say high class gas station sushi. sushi, where do you eat? I really just mean any place where you have to sit down. <laughs> that could That's be the, class. That could be the curb outside the gas station. Oftentimes station. it's in like a plastic chair, <laughs> like a patio chair. <laughs> One of those that you could kick the leg of and break it off. <laughs> I want to come and visit your town. That'd be fun. Uh, uh, but I mean, it's the the people making the sushi is actually Asian. That's genuine. It. They, yeah. Yeah. That's the genuine part. And then they're also the whole time they're mad because they're rolling fifteen of them for you. <laughs> yeah, for a fat white guy. Yeah. <laughs> Who asked for some of that spicy mayo? Like a goblet to <laughs> dump it in. <laughs> goblet of it. <laughs> oh man. Um, here's an interest more more interesting things about uh, Joyce Heth, the former uh, the uh, assumed former nurse of George Washington, who lived to be 161 years old. In his show, even after she died. He sold tickets to a live autopsy that he performed on her, which revealed that she was only 84 years old. That all seems like a pretty big lie. Also pretty terrible. Like, maybe the most yeah, no, terrible No respect thing? even in death. Yeah. That guy was a total turd burger when you think Yeah, about just a it. douche nozzle. Also, how does he like. I'm against this. If P- if somebody said, hey, P.T. Barnum's going to do an autopsy to tell you how old someone actually is, I'd be like, yeah, I don't really believe that P.T. Barnum knows that thing that he's doing. What are they looking at on the inside to determine? Is there an internal ticker that I'm aware of? That- no, and there aren't tree rings or anything. So I don't know how he determined this. I'll bet you what it is, is he knew exactly how old she actually was. That's how he knew. He knew, knows that, knew it. And this is probably maybe the worst Juneteenth episode that you could have possibly done. <laughs> oh, hey! Here's a fun fact to know and share. In my town, there is a the Black History Museum. And uh, in another life, I I did I had a, a business where we did web development, web design, stuff like that. And uh, we rebranded the Black History Museum here. And when I, when we were done, I went in to present it to the board and they asked me to be a board member of the Black History Museum. And I said. A lot straight Mormon guy. (laughs) And I said. That's just so American. (laughs) When they, when they asked me that, I said. Well. I only have one concern. <laughs> yeah. And the head of the board was like, "Ah, oh, we got tons of white people on the board. Think about where we live. There'd be nobody oh, he, on was the he board. Black? <laughs> they were all black. Oh, okay. The board? That's fine, then. Well, yeah. And, and so, yeah, even that, I was like, I, I understand, I hear what you're saying, but I still don't see that, you know, yeah, there are white people there, so how does this, but apparently, you know, I was, I was um, right there with the, With the brothers. I had a racist pit bull one time. (laughs) I'm not kidding. That's terrible. Whenever I was uh, stationed at Camp Lejeune, I had a house off base and I got a pit bull. Her name was Lucy and she was fine with white people. But when I would have my black friends come over, she would try to attack them at the door. Every single time. Do you think it w- was it a training thing? Like, had she been trained by somebody else? No, I didn't train them to attack black oh, people. It was your dog from like a little age. Yeah, I got her when she was a puppy. Oh. I bottle fed her. Mm. Um, I, what I later found out, I don't know if there's any truth in this, is that because dogs are colorblind and they focus so heavily on facial expressions, uh-huh. on reading facial expressions, And my buddy Tate, who was black, like really black, Tate was. Mm -hmm. Tate, I I don't think that she could see to her, it was like a shadow man coming in. Just high contrast is what she's picking up. Yeah, exactly. That's what I think it was, but it was still embarrassing. Well, I could see that. Yeah. It's funny that we apply social connotations like uh, your dog is racist. Because, I mean, you could definitely train a dog to identify certain aspects of a human and attack those things. But, yeah, I agree with you. I think yours is probably due to what she was seeing versus— I tried to fix it. Whenever I would go to work, I would leave Anderson Cooper on the TV. And- <laughs> Trying to tone her down a little The bit. view. The- I would leave the view on. Didn't help nothing. Dang it. Uh, at least you tried. Came home one day. She had a MAGA hat on. <laughs> All of your efforts thwarted. She just seemed very <laughs> hell bent on doings. You're lucky you never got her near, like you know, the the Capitol building or anything. And I'm joking about the uh, the maggot. Oh, all right, I figured. Wow. I, I, I mean, I know a lot of a lot of Republicans that are not racist. They're good people. My mom is a Republican. She's a sweetheart. She so. racist. Little. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. No, my mom is a great woman. A great woman. Uh, I mean, I was born in a Republican county, and there's a lot of good people there that wouldn't hurt a fly. Yeah, I think even if um, it was, I think if you if you try to say X Y Z people are bad, y- you're probably you're probably not in good territory. That's no, mentally that's no. not a place you can't blanket ever be any there. kind of people with good or anything. bad. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of that though, there actually was a lie, a very big lie. Actually it was called The Big Lie by its creator. And this possibly was the biggest lie ever. And speaking of intolerance and racism, it was created by Adolf Hitler and he titled it The Big Lie. The theory states that no matter how big the lie is—and think think about, like, our modern era when I say this. So, the theory was that no matter how big the lie is, or more precisely, because it's so big, people will believe it if you repeat it enough. Uh, Everybody—we all tell small lies, but few people have the guts to comprise, strategize, and tell a colossal lie— Now, because a big lie is so unlikely, people will come to accept it. And even worse, this is the part that I think just sucks, is those who try and tell everyone that they are being lied to are often called conspiracy theorists. Although the big lie in this case is often attributed to being coined by Hitler or or his counterparts, there isn't much evidence that they actually wrote that this was their strategy. In fact, both men wrote that their enemies, the Jews and the British, used this tactic. So, let me, let me repeat that. So, they created the big lie about what they were going to do strategically with the Jews and against the Jews. And then to throw everybody off, they said that the actual big lie was the Jews and the British were doing this. You see that? So, like, they're doing it, but they're saying everybody else is doing the big lie. yeah. And this tactic still used today, I like to call it the I'm not stabbing you, they are tactic. As level-headed humans, we typically maintain a pretty trusting view of our leaders, whether that be our parents or bosses or leaders of our country or city. Uh, So when one of them seems to be hurting us and we bring it to their attention, often if they are actually hurting us, They gaslight us and tell us to focus elsewhere as to the cause of whatever pain we're feeling. And because we know what is said about people that disagree with someone in power, we tend to just back down. Uh, So big lies end up sticking around for a long time and slowly permeate through our society until they're too big to unravel and they have caused pain to so many people uh, more than they ever should have, you know? Like, here's a question. Are gas prices Putin's fault? Uh, were they rising well before he declared war on Ukraine? Is big oil to blame? Are the president's I'm, policies? You see where I I'm think going? It's a, all of the above. Yeah. But if you asked any one of them, you know, Biden's going to say Putin and big oil are to blame. Putin's going to say, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> yeah. And take another hit of his chemo. And big oil is going to blame. Putin has cancer? Uh, yeah. What kind? Uh, Russian cancer. Russian cancer. Yeah. And that was, that's an aggressive. It is. It's, it's going to. I've heard that. I don't actually know if it's true. Who knows what's true? I mean, actually. That would explain his actions. It would. Like, you'd think. Kind of right? one big hurrah yeah. before. Yeah. I think that's why it may be out there that he's got it. Uh, you know, apparently people that are close to him. But then again, we're talking about truth coming out of Russia. I don't know if that's even possible. So I kind of. make. You know who else has cancer? Who? Toby Keith. Oh, really? And I just talked about him on TCK. I felt so bad. Yeah, man, he got stomach cancer. Ford's going to take a hit because of that. Yeah, and 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 the American Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my point though with lies is that the bigger the lie, the more it kind of gets momentum, and then ultimately we all lose because a big lie is really hard to fight. Um, the only thing I I guess I'll say is that we should all remember that if they aren't willing to speak proactively toward fixing the problem, uh, that people don't get to take credit for when the problem is fixed. Like everybody right now, just pick gas, for example, everybody's pointing to somebody else. But I want to remember that when gas prices are actually fixed and I want to watch them Come election cycle when they're like, ah, oh, I fixed it. But I, I want to remember that they said, I can't fix this, it's out of my control, you know? Yeah. I think that's one of those big lie things. It's a, anyway, I digress. Lies are something we all have had to deal with at one point in our life or another, and lies suck. They stagnate progress, they can cause hurt and affect our ability to trust others. Rarely also does the liar get an equal dose of justice. For the ripple effect of their untruth, I think. Like, I can't really think of many times in history where the people we think are the biggest liars actually went down like we hope they go down. That's because by the time the truth comes out, that person is either 800 years old, dead, or it's so dissipated that nobody can really pinpoint where where it came from in the first place. Yeah, it's true. Like, you think about, like, when a... You know, they'll find some former Nazi. Like, who would have known in the 40s that Adolf Hitler would lie about something? Who knew? Well, you're not actually kidding, because his rise to power was very subtle. And so it was sort of like a frog in a in a pot, you know? The water just got warmer and warmer and warmer until it was too late, um, which I think happens a lot. Especially in the early part, where somebody says something so outlandish, you're like, that can't be true. And... And then people are like, oh, that person is lying to us. And then to counter that, the person that's lying to you says, no, actually they're lying to you. And then, and then everybody's like, I got work to do. I can't unravel this. It's not my deal, yeah. you know? And then, and then we all suffer because of it. I think though, even though big lies happen all the time, there is one place. And fortunately it aligns with this show where you shouldn't lie Or should never lie to make sure that, uh, you know, more lives aren't hurt. And that is to a 911 dispatcher. Mm. I think this is... I was wondering where this was going. This is uh, is tied in. Unlike where I've had us read Shakespeare before anything, this actually got a point. Yeah, I thought this was one of those, like, oh, this is... (laughs) This episode has nothing to do with lying. I just wanted to talk about it. No, this one actually does. This time. Um, next episode, no, I'll probably totally screw everybody over again. Um, I don't think you should lie to a dispatcher. This is smart for a couple of reasons. Mainly you're being recorded and you are actually asking for investigators to come out and review your claims. So it's not a smart move if you're trying to piece together a lie on the fly, which is what we hear a lot on 911 calls when someone's lying, you know? Yeah. Well today we get to listen to A Lie in Progress. I say in progress because the ink on this story hasn't really even dried yet as of like days. Uh the backstory to kick things off takes place in 2019 at the home of Danielle Redlick and her husband. They were having an argument and things started to turn creepy. So Michael Redlick, an NBA executive at the time, called 911. So let's get into the first of several twists and turns as we listen to this first 911 call. Are you ready for me to hit play on this? Uh, Push it. (laughs) What's funny is I always forget you're going to do that, and then you do it, and I don't know how to respond. (laughs) I like it better when you don't talk before. <laughs> oh my gosh! Here's the call. Nine one one, Genie, Police, Fire, Medical. Yes. Uh, we need
1: a car here at one two three one Temple Drive, okay. Winter Park, Florida. There's a woman that's a danger to herself and to others right now. A gentleman at
0: the danger. To right
1: a pardon me. Pardon me. The address. One two three one Temple Drive, Winter Park, Florida. No. Okay. Stay so on the line. I'm gonna have to transfer us over to Winter no. Park. Let me talk first when they answer. Okay.
0: You better go in your room. Please dance.
1: 911, do you need police, fire or medical? This is to transfer for police at 1231 Temple Drive. Yeah, please, hey. don't hear me. Will you stop? Oh, all right, I'll call, I will call you back. I will call you back in five minutes. I'll call you back in five minutes. Uh what is going on there? Hello.
2: Okay. That's the first call. What was she saying in the background? I I believe it was raba rabba rabba dabba dabba yeah. dabba. Sounded like the teacher from Charlie Brown. Wah wah wah. wah, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> She's obviously disagreeing with that young man. Yes. There's a there's a heated disagreement happening here. I have a question for you. Have you ever found yourself attracted to an older woman in your life? Like maybe dated Ugh. someone a lot older than you or anything like that? Well, I mean, most of my searches on Google have the word male <laughs> film. <femme>. So, <laughs> so the answer would be yes to that. Probably is on the brink of being a fetish. What's weird I to, is I didn't really anticipate that you would take it there when I asked that question and when I wrote it, but I should have known. Okay. Yeah. Here's a, here's a follow up question did did you did uh, did your mom ever get remarried? Yeah, she did. Yeah. Okay. She married a police officer. Oh. Oh. Okay. And is is he older? My dad was a my dad was was a felon. Oh, and oh. my stepdad was a police officer. She really pulled a, a one eighty. She, she did. She did. She did. Bless both their hearts. Domestic violence do <laughs> that to you. <laughs> I know a lot of cases where it doesn't do that to you, and you just keep finding those yeah. real winners in town. That you know, she's like, "Mama's like, I like bad boys. I like bad boys. I like smack. <laughs> I like police officers. <laughs> I think I like police officers." <laughs> wow. Uh, is he is he an older gentleman then? <clears throat> uh, the police officer. Yes. Well, they're not uh, together anymore. But I mean, they're they're probably he's in his forties now. He's in his forties. He's probably. If I had to guess, he's probably forty so, eight. So, is he your mom's age? Is your mom? Oh, that's right. Yeah, my mom had me when she was fifteen. That's Right. So she's okay. Yeah, uh, my mom is is right now. Uh, mom is 50. Here's an uncomfortable thought I'm 46, so like I could have been your dad. Yeah, that's good, son. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you could have. Did you ever find yourself being attracted? Talking about being attracted to older people, did you ever find yourself being attracted to your mom's new husband? Be uh, what's that? well say that again i just want to make sure i heard what you said yeah you did i was just you know i was trying this feels like a stereotype i'm I'm from kentucky and i don't really appreciate it i was going for hard-hitting truth facts especially on Juneteenth. (laughs) again oh missed opportunities everywhere no i never wanted to fuck my stepdad (laughs) (laughs) okay good well you know that's a trend in Google searches anymore, so I I didn't know. It is, yeah. I didn't know. Just wanted to make sure. Well, in this case, Danielle Redlick and Michael uh, have an interesting history. You see, Danielle didn't start out as Michael's wife. Nope. She started out as his stepdaughter. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He was married to Danielle's mother, and when she died, Danielle and Michael realized that they could be father and daughter and husband and wife, but he is quite a bit older than her and she was a grown woman at the time and he's an NBA exec and so they marry all sorts of younger people, execs do. And so this didn't quite have that typical Appalachian smell of weird wifery that we hear about. Uh, They just kind of turned into a normal married couple with a bucket of years difference in their ages, really. That's, I could have just said that, but I wanted Mm. to, you know, kind of... You wanted to tie in some stereotypes. Yeah, I there. wanted to make it sensational. Yeah. How did I do? I mean, it was exciting. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> These are exciting times. <laughs> All right, Kent. There's another call to cover. Uh, let me ask you. On the last call, Michael called and said that he'd call back. Okay? Do you okay. think Michael called back after no. things were... <laughs> No, I don't. I think that probably the next call is going to come from the young lady. Okay. Here's a little backstory for you. The next call back wasn't until the next day. So let's see how things went through the previous night. Let's see if the dad husband was the one who called or the daughter wife was the one who called or maybe someone else. I don't know. Actually, I do know, but let's play the call and keep the mystery alive for a few more seconds. Horrible at keeping track of time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Uh... <laughs> Park, is, yeah, I'm still there. He
0: um he didn't give me a lot of information. He just said that there was a woman who was a danger to
1: her, to herself. Okay. And that and, was it. Yeah, that's all. And he called on a nine one one only phone. So okay. And I just want to confirm. He told you twelve thirty one Temple Drive. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Seminole. Bye bye, bye, Uh, bye. Samuel, can you call your medical? Oh, no, I don't know. I think my husband is deceased. There's been a tragedy at my home. What's the what's the address up there? One two three one Temple Drive, Winter Park. <laughs> okay, yeah. I want to park your Let me get um the fire department on the line. Hold on one moment. <laughs> Number one, you need to leave by your medical. This is someone with a medical transfer for 1231 Temple Drive in Winter Park. (laughs) (laughs) All righty, 1231 Temple Drive, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes. All right, okay, thank you. What's going on at 1231 Temple Drive? I believe my
0: husband
1: is deceased. Okay. And why do you believe he's deceased?
0: Because he's been... I
1: I just... he's stiff and he... He didn't want it. He might have had a heart attack. I don't
0: know.
1: Okay. Did you just find him? No, actually. It happened last
0: night.
1: It happened last night? Correct. Okay. How did your husband? He's
0: sixty-five.
1: So did you find him this morning? Because I know you said that you believed it happened last night. Did you see him last night? Was he okay or was... He was not okay last night. We had, we had altercation
0: and he
1: stabbed himself and... I ran into the bathroom and then I came out I tried to help him and I saw he
0: was lying in blood. And then okay. I tried to help so him in the
1: afternoon. Correct. Yes. Um, and then I tried to help him and I thought I woke up with sitting up next to him and uh-huh. I've trying to figure out what to do. Right. Hi, you. I'm gonna get you some help, hon. Huh? So you all had an altercation last night, correct?
0: Yeah.
1: All right. What's your name? Danielle. Are there any weapons on scene now? Oh, a knife. A knife. Mm-hmm. And you said he was 64, right? 65. I'm sorry? 65? 65. 65. So, okay. Go ahead and give me your first name again. I don't want to call you name. Danielle. Danielle. Okay, so Danielle, let me ask you this. So did he stab himself last night and he passed last night and you just didn't know what to do? Correct, Correct I believe so, yes. Okay. Were you all drinking? He was. He was? Yes, he was. <laughs> and an uh, altercation was the night before, too. But i left the house and took my children with me because he was drinking them too mm-hmm. were your kids there last night during this altercation no they were not they were not here and they're not here now i know you first said that you thought he had a heart attack so do you think it was a heart attack or do you think it was due to the savage that he passed away um probably the stabbing triggered it i guess i don't know it's a shoulder wound you say it's a shoulder wound right i'm just getting all this
0: information
1: Uh-huh. Uh, um, forty-five. <laughs>
0: I'm
1: just getting everything you told me into the call. Okay, I have multiple units throughout, meaning I have police and name michael
2: michael what's his last name Redlick. R. E. D. L. I. C. K. r-e-d-i-c-k go ahead and give me a date of birth. um 5 fifty three. right oh so many questions it's a nothing feels rot Yeah. And that was, the more I looked into it, that was kind of like, the the feeling I had was, well, this is a lie. And this is, this is a lie that's going to have a lot of consequences. And I thought, oh man, most of the consequences are going to be for you, you know, because this, you're being recorded. This kind of stuff's going to play out in court now. And, it's gonna look weird, even if okay, here's a question. Let me just ask you. On the fly, you're having an argument with somebody, right? And they're beating you up and they're they're attacking you and everything, and you you go to stab them out of self-defense. What's the first thing you do after they fall to the floor and are lifeless? What's the first thing you do? Yeah. hard enough. <laughs> I should, I should have had somebody else on this episode. So. I would call 911. Oh. Uh, <laughs> right? That's, because you're ready to tell the world. You're ready to tell the world. Correct me if I'm wrong, but somebody was just trying to kill me and attack yeah, me. Yeah, you're ready to tell the world. Yeah. <laughs> <feel> you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I can't wait for the reviews to start coming in there like, Kent's, Kent's cutting sarcasm is just razor thin. It's amazing. <laughs> the operator goes right over the operator's head. <laughs> and over his script. <laughs> but don't you think, I mean, if, if you were being attacked and you, and you subdued the attacker and they're lying lifeless on the ground, you want out of that situation as fast yeah. as possible. The best way, I mean, you either run and hope you didn't leave evidence or... You call and you're like if you're truly defending yourself, the best approach is to call the police. Right. And yes, especially if you're a woman and you're being attacked and then this happens, it's like you're gonna lean on anything you can get equity wise to to make sure that people believe you. And so you you don't sit on this for a day. You know? You don't. Yeah, if you I, I would say that if you set in it sat on it longer than an hour, then you already need to start switching up your approach. And maybe start thinking about trying to hide the body. Yeah, uh, you've already thought too long, right? You've yeah. you've already gone down a road like rigor mortis. Yeah. You, you've already you've already committed to another to another road here. Yeah, That's- <laughs> even if you haven't thought it through, like the body starts being a timer. The, the yes. body goes into rigor mortis at a certain place. Very accurate, too. Comes out of it. At, you're that right. timer is. So that coroner's going to show up, and they're like, nah, this isn't adding up. And it, all of a sudden, the evidence is going to start stacking. So according to the call Danielle made, just like it always happens, you know, also this is what's weird. Two people in this case, just like they do, they get in a fight, and one of those people is like, you know What? I'm going to stab myself to show you how much I am serious about this art. Like, again, like, that's the story she tells, is that he stabbed himself. May well, Dobin cut off his own ear. <clears throat> no, that was, that was... Oh, uh, that uh, was Robert Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Robert Schneider did it. Who was it? Mozart. Oh, it was... Bach was a painter. Da Vinci. Painter. Mozart. Uh. <sighs> It was Jeff Foxworthy. He's a painter of words. <laughs> <laughs> it was, was it Da Vinci? I'll, I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. It rhymes with Vincent Van Gogh. I bet it was Van Gogh. <laughs> it was Van Gogh. Did yeah. it? One of my favorite Ninja Turtles. You <laughs> right? Exactly. Was he a t- Ninja Turtle? No, it was Donatello, Raphael, Michelangelo, Leonardo. Those oh, were the, yeah, okay. Leonardo da Vinci. Actually, yeah, it was one of the Ninja Turtles. No, it was Van Gogh. Oh, Vincent yeah. Van Gogh. It would have had I mean, to have been There was a fifth turtle uh, in the original episodes called Vincent. And he was two-dimensional and had a really weird shape and just sat in the he corner. He was burgundy. It was a, not an <laughs> attractive a turtle. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Van Gogh did that. He did it out of love, sent it to a girl. Weird. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, <clears throat> You know, she starts saying all that. She starts saying that he stabbed himself. It's a day later, but wait. Then she starts call the call saying that she he had heart problems. But 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 wait. Now he stabbed <laughs> himself, and then but wait. It's eleven hours in between Michael's death and her calling nine one one. But wait. She's mopped up the blood and used cleaning supplies to try and clean up the mess before calling. But wait, she also spent her time browsing dating sites after oh. he died. But wait, here's an ad. Okay, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good though, huh? Probably my favorite segue into an ad that you've ever done. <laughs> Just because it was like a left hook. <laughs> Have you heard? you know those freeze frame images on posters of Ali facing or Tyson, and there's that like the lips are almost on the back of the opponent's head and the spit that was how that ad hit Thanks. like <laughs> I thought my last one was pretty good too where I was like asking you if I ever interrupt you on accident and, and you started to talk and I just cut you off with an ad that was fun yeah <laughs> uh, look this lady is dumber. Than the scream killers that we covered on the last TCK. Yeah, uh, this is you got to make up your mind, lady. Are you? Did you do a murder, or were you defending yourself? Yeah, and, and you got to commit to one or the other. You need to need to either a start cleaning up evidence, or b contact nine one one. Yeah. Another thing I would say about you can't that, do both. You can't when you, and you can't live in both worlds. You're, you you got to stick with. You got to lead with one story and stick to it. The other thing is. We've learned from people that analyze killers and liars is if your story is too ornate, you're probably lying. And hers was not only ornate, but it was like five different stories. So it just comes across like she's trying to hide the truth, right? Yeah, she was just, it seemed like babbling. Yeah. You couldn't even... I never thought I would be bored listening to somebody talking about murdering somebody, but it was like, come on, come lady, come on, get to the point. You did it or you didn't. Did he have a heart? Did he attack? have a heart attack or was he stabbed to death? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because technically, uh, I mean, that's not going to be hard either for the coroner or the embalmer to. De- who are no, no? At no time with any corpse in history has the has the uh, the autopsy person been like, I got to tell you, I'm having trouble figuring out if this was a bad case of a stabbing. Or a heart attack. Or myocardial infarction. I mean, the heart does go kind of into an attack once you get stabbed. But, you know, I feel like she's splitting hairs there if that's what she's saying. And She's not saying that. All right. So, Kent, as this case unfolded, she lied repeatedly to everyone. She lied to the dispatchers. She lied to the cops. She lied to the ER doctor, the jury, until finally she fessed up on the stand during her trial to actually killing Michael. So that's a, Okay, that's a lot of lying. That's a lie, but I want to also say that you opened up you opened up this episode comparing this lie to Adolf Hitler's <laughs> lie that ended up in the death of 6 million innocent Jewish people. Okay. But okay, and I debated on where to where to come in on my question with that. I don't want to pick a hill to die on, <laughs> but I think I think, this is my opinion, that the Adolf Hitler lie that led to the death of six million Jewish people. Was. I think that's a bigger lie. I, I'd I think. I agree. Objection. I, I just think that. I just couldn't figure out how to enter into a conversation by saying, hey, what do you think is a marginally bad lie that is told almost frequently? And I would say the ice cream machine being broken at McDonald's when they just haven't got <laughs> off their lazy asses and cleaned it. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Do you know that they got sued for that? Actually, they got... I hope they got the sock suit off of them. Yeah, they did. They got sued for the whole ice cream thing. That's crazy. All right, but back to this lady lying, right? She lies to everybody. And then she fesses up on the stand. She fesses up. That's a lot of lying. That's a lot of damage control and a lot of cleanup to try and hide what she did. So she claims that she did it ultimately, after all of the lies, she did it in self-defense. Her argument is that Michael had attacked her... And he was trying to smother her at the time. And while she was being smothered, she somehow reached into a drawer and grabbed a knife and stabbed Michael, killing him. The thing is, she's claiming self-defense, but she had a whole lot of reasons to want to kill him, actually. She had previously gone through his stuff and found all of his preparations to file for a divorce, there was another woman, allegedly. There was a lot of snooping and emailing and mad people talking about leaving each other and not being truthful. On the call that we just heard, she actually says, this doesn't look good for me at one point. And on the stand, when she was cross-examined, the prosecutor asks, quote, so you were willing to lie if it serves your interests, to which she says, quote, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is top, this is, we're dealing with a, a crime mastermind. Crime here. mastermind. Is, like, if I were on the jury for this, I'd just be looking at everybody going, can we, can we go ahead and go? This one's, this one's. So that's a wrap, right? That's a wrap. <laughs> All right. To make things even. Let me, can I ask you one question? Yeah. yeah. Where was the corpse found? Okay. Was it I'm, on the bed? I'm getting, I'm, I'm right there. Okay. So check this out. So their house. Has terracotta style floor tile floor throughout, which is sort of the color of um, uh, murder bloodbath to begin yeah. with. It's very yeah. orange and red splotchy, mixed with yeah. like peachish skin tone Looks like color clay. Yeah, Looks like red clay. Right. Yeah, uh, sort of like if tile was made out of the back skin from a stabbing victim, but it's tile, not skin. Yeah. Okay. So there are crime scene photos taken throughout the house that document blood everywhere splatters at the front door, in the sink, and then a massive bloody streak that goes from room to room in the hallway across this tile floor like someone either dragged themselves as they bled out or mm. was dragged from place to place like a painful tile based roller coaster. So there's blood everywhere. A pretty unbelievable story about her ability to shape shift her body from underneath an active smothering to procure a knife from a drawer and stab her dad husband with it. <laughs> what you- she's not even decisive on where she wants to put the corpse. <laughs> she's like, should I put it here? She's dragged it to the kitchen, out to the garage, <laughs> she took it out to the garden. You know, and remember, she said that he got stabbed in the shoulder. Um. You should see – you can Google it. You can Google the crime scene photos. This is a bleeder. This is like – I don't know where he got hit that it's this He's old, he, thin skin. Thin skin plus access, hit a lot of our artery, I'm guessing. Old people case. bleed a lot. They do. At a, at a certain point, I think it, you just, you're just you just a bag of blood. <laughs> I'm excited I to get I remember a lady tripped on the sidewalk in front of my – Whenever we, I, whenever we first got together, we lived in an apartment, and an old lady tripped on the sidewalk out f- in front of my house, and I had to help her up, and she hit her head. It was just a scuff, but it, it looked like somebody had cleaned a deer out on the sidewalk. <laughs> I think a lot of the medication that they're on, you know, thins the blood. Blood thinners, yeah. Yeah, and then you end up just gushing everywhere when it happens. I'm kind of getting there, I think. Like, my skin's not transparent yet, but I take aspirin and I'm like, well, I'm going to bleed if I, you know, if I wound myself too heavily. All right. So here's, here, this, this is going to, this is going to blow your mind. As of today, she makes this plea of self defense against all of this pretty damning evidence. What say you as to what you think the court ruling was this last week? I mean I feel it feels pretty open and shut. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Uh first degree murder. No, that would be I don't think this is premedit. Second, degree, second murder. degree murder. Okay. Yeah. Um how about we go with acquitted? <laughs> <laughs> she was acquitted. Uh. She was acquitted. America, a America, <laughs> God's word <been> is grace. <laughs> no kidding. I mean, it, you know, and here's the scary thing: is like if a if a court can do that kind of a crazy thing, I was actually worried about doing this case because I'm like, can they come after me if I make it seem like she really led? It feels like she did it, but yet she. Like, I'm kind of worried right now. Like, it's too fresh. Like, if I put this podcast episode out, are people going to be like, "Uh, sir, can you come with us? You know? It's weird. Acquitted. It's exciting. (laughs) 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 Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Uh, And I don't even know where else to go because there's nothing else you can say. But Um, we can all agree, kind of, kind of, fuck this guy. What's that? We can agree, like, kind of, kind of, just a little bit, fuck this guy. Well, yeah. I mean, he married his yeah. stepdaughter. Yeah, well, and, you know, I don't know the backstory there. I'm, I'm in my head, I kind of picture, like, one of those Stephen Hawking kind of things where, like, he's married to a woman who has seen him through, you know, basically turning into a vegetable, but he also has a nurse that he's gotten really close to, so he dumps his wife for the nurse. I can kind of, you know, and he, his wife died. And then there was. Oh, she died. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. This is still kind of creepy. Yeah, she died. Uh, yeah. It. I mean, it. It. The whole story. When you wrap it all, if you put all the ingredients from the story into a bowl and mixed it up, it wouldn't be cookies. You know. Him talking into the phone on that first call though, it, that didn't sound like a weak, feeble man. No. No, he sounded very, very much there. Uh, yeah. He's an NBA exec, so it's not like you know he was. Oh, he's rich. You were right. Yeah. I would guess, you know, the NBA makes a couple of that changes everything. (laughs) She could have just stayed as his daughter, though, and probably ended up with all a lot less drama, a lot less murder and all the money at the end when he kicks over naturally, you know, but I'm sure they developed a relationship and all that. So more power to him until all of this happened. Yeah, acquitted. I I just I still can't I just still can't really wrap my head around that. But um, you know, with the American court system, might might not be all no, I think that is all. I think that's all she wrote on this one because of double jeopardy, unless they unless there's something else. But there was yeah, she got acquitted, that's it. Yeah, that's a wrap. Right. Yeah. I mean maybe there's a civil suit that could be brought against her for something, but I don't know what. Anyway. <sighs> I'm, uh, well, I finished that sentence and I was like, what else can I write about this? Nothing. There's nothing else to because say. Because she got acquitted. She also gets to inherit all this shit too, right? Yeah. Yeah. He died. Wow. He died in a certain, I don't know. I don't know how that goes with insurance. Like, I don't know how life insurance pays out if they were killed in self-defense. I've never actually thought about that. I wonder, I wonder, cause you know, suicide will mess up your life insurance, but if they. Oh, were, I didn't know that. Will it really? Yeah. Yeah. In, a, in, in most cases. I mean, I think there are. There's Son a, of a. But I guess. It, yeah. Don't go that route. Don't. I guess I've got to respond to those <laughs> messages for next week's events then. <laughs> <laughs> exciting. That's what your note says when you blow your head up. This has been an exciting <laughs> ride. It was very exciting. Very exciting. Um, I'm excited to see if anything is after this. <laughs> Well, there's two things right after this, Kent. One is we're gonna do the plus episode, and then we're gonna get a live call with five hundred people who are gonna all be really berate sad. us. It's gonna be great. We're yeah, you know? we're gonna get hit with a lot of hatred. <laughs> I'm excited. You think things are fun now. You wait. <laughs> wait good. one hour. Um, good. Anyway, I do have a happy ending though. You wanna hear a happy ending? Oh, always. Okay. It's exciting. Here. I don't really have a backstory on this one. It's just kind of funny. So here we, okay. here we, here we go. Yeah, just push it. <laughs> just push it. <laughs> Slow. Yeah, I'm over here at the Spartan girl. I
1: need to get in there and clean. And there's a big new spider guarding the door. I mean, shoot. I don't know if somebody can
0: come over
1: and get rid of it. I tried everything and it's just like, he moves real quick. They so need an officer to come kill the spider? Something. <laughs> I know,
2: it's kind of crazy. It's, I'm not scared of little spiders, but this thing is huge, and I don't know if he's a biting kind. I'll I'll tell the officers. I don't know if they'll be over there, but I'll let them know.
0: Hi, uh, Nate. Hey. George wants to kill Go ahead. I bite him. Spider's been
2: dispatched. <laughs> so, I get mad if I have to come downstairs and kill a spider. <laughs> yeah. But I do, in my head, like to imagine this officer just walking up, drawing his firearm <laughs> and emptying a clip <laughs> what's What's probably the reality too is by the time they got there, this spider was somewhere else, you know yeah. it's like she has I to- tell this lady, go to hell. <laughs> Also, how many? Call, call the boyfriend. Call, walk outside and find somebody who's not scared of spiders. To Anybody come. else? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! If you called OSHA, they'd be right there. But you know, call the guy. With or the hey, how about this? Just go in the house and ignore the spotter. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, people. It's, uh, that's panic for you. Makes you do... Well, I guess if her reflex when panicked was to call 911, that might actually be a net positive sometime in her life if that's her reflex. But also a burden on the taxpayer. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that other lady let her husband rot for 12 hours before <laughs> she called. <them. laughs> she was thinking cost savings. Yeah, she's... Yeah, she's... Uh, she's well, uh, I don't want to bother them. <laughs> <laughs> she's the Kirkland signature of 911 callers. <laughs> Taxpayers... <laughs> Also, you have a whole night. Come up with one story. Oh, my gosh. It's like she didn't think about it. Clean Um, up the blood trails. So over that call. Oh, she's acquitted, so she's probably listening. Anyway, well, if you're listening, um, Miss Redlick, we have a plus episode coming up next. So give us some money. (laughs) Hugs, everybody.